Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, 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 beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, and welcome back to my latest episode of World Domination. Today, I have the beautiful Michaela Lloyd with me. She is a coach. She deals a lot with magical badasses and helping them tap into their power, live their best life, all that good stuff. She's a podcast called Pays to Be You, and today, we have just talked about human design, which is all around understanding your own personal energetic blueprint right this nine to five thing so often doesn't work for many of us and we're forcing ourselves into this hole you know into this box that doesn't actually serve us so this is something that liberated me when I started to understand why these things weren't working for me why I felt you know I didn't it didn't resonate with me to do things the way that so many other people are doing them when I had permission to actually nurture my own energy and my own instincts. Things changed significantly. So enjoy this conversation, you guys. So, so powerful. And I'd love to hear from you what your design type is. I'm going to post a link in the comment section so you can actually check out and figure out what your design type is at the end. Enjoy, guys. Talk soon. And it's 11-11. So good. So, so good. Hello, my friend. shit. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see but she's taking this very seriously you guys here up here we go welcome Michaela Lloyd thank you for having me Mon what a pleasure man I'm so excited I'm so excited and I love the topic of this conversation too because this is kind of how I came to know you in the first place which I feel like we need to tell everyone the backstory do you remember actually I have two very specific memories about first encountering you this is which is hilarious so one was human design the other one is quotes from the castle. <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> me up in a nutshell. Because there was something. I just so- love it though. I love it because it, it buys perfectly into my design. The fact that I just sort of like shoulder tapped you and was just like, excuse me, are you a manifesting generator? Yeah. Because that's what we do. I love this. I love this. And so for everyone listening, um, how this played out was one day, I don't even know when this was, maybe six months ago or something now. And um, I put a bunch of stuff up on my story. Like I was doing a bunch of different creative things that day. And I get this random message from this pretty much stranger at the time. Like, hi, you're manifesting generator. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) She's like, oh, it's human design. And so I end up, you ended up sending me a link to go and do this like quiz and I found out yes I am a manifesting generator which we're going to talk about soon um and then from there I think I got like 20 voice messages from you which were like the most <laughs> excited messages ever was I'm like hello stranger from the internet like this is what it means and this is what you're like and you're like sitting there my mind is exploding you're sitting there like so you'd be really good at making gut decisions and you'd be really good at this this and this and I was like it's like you know me you know like I've been hitting cameras somewhere <laughs> well and you're obviously special like I don't just do that to every basic bitch on the internet with something within you that I was like I need to share this wisdom with her um and it's just been something that's been so profound in my life and it's given me such a 
a sense in how my way of doing things and the ways I've always wanted to do things is the correct way for me. Like I'm big on not giving our, you know, giving our power away to tools and systems and putting the power outside of yourself. But for me, it's just been super validating the things that I've already known and the ways I've always wanted to be, but haven't necessarily given myself permission to be because it is different than how the majority of people are born to run. Um, So for me, human design is like a small aspect of my coaching business, but it's something that is so powerful. And so like, I, I just love sharing it with people because that one fact alone of knowing your energy type can give us so much permission to just be like, oh, like this is how I'm meant to be. And just because other people and especially often our parents might be a different way of being and we have so much conditioning around what's a good and you know what's a right and wrong way to be it's so liberating when we realize oh I'm allowed to be as I am and other people are also allowed to be how they are and I don't need to make them like me in order to validate my life choices oh preach we need a mic to drop I love that so much and that's exactly the experience I had when you sent me these messages because it's like I'd come up through you know conventional business coaches that very hustle 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 grind 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 just reach out to a hundred people and and I remember sitting and I had this was one of my like pivotal moments which is what actually triggered me into wanting to become a coach was sitting at the back of this room listening to these business coaches talk about outreach and you know whatever and uh, not connection but just like getting in front of people you know and it's like and I remember having this epiphany and at that point I was I was just working as a photographer and I remember thinking but I don't actually really believe in myself I don't back myself so what that does not make sense for me to now let a hundred people know that there's no one here talking about what are you like? How do you feel about things? You know, where are you at? There's no one talking about that. Just get out in front of people. Okay, but that just doesn't make sense, you know? And it's like that that thing of manifesting generator because all the, the conventional business coaches said to me, you need a niche. That's, the, that's their word, right? Niche, niche, niche. And I was like, but that makes me feel like my soul is dying. Like I want to take photographs and to write songs and to write books and to make podcasts and to coach people. And, you know, it's like all the creative things. It makes me so happy. And one day I do this rainbow of stuff. If I just had to do one, like it just doesn't work. And when when those messages came through, I was like, oh, this has changed my life. Like in that moment of like, oh my God, I'm not wrong. Actually, this is how I'm born to be. Like, wow. Okay. It's so beautiful though, because it doesn't need to make sense to our logical mind, but we will always try and make it make sense to our logical mind. And we will always love to have a perfect explanation to explain to people, this is how I am, but say, so the vibe with manifesting generators, which my partner is as well. So I know it intimately is that you have a lot of energy, a lot of creative energy, but it's not necessarily always for the same thing. So you're designed to pour your energy and your attention into the thing that lights you up. And that's when you're the most magnetic, but even the things you love the most, there'll be times when it won't light you up. And the right thing to do is to not focus on that thing. And it doesn't mean you need to take a story like, I am no longer a photographer or I am no longer coaching. We can if you want to, but it's so important that you give yourself permission to flow between things, knowing that things circle back around and 
you know, you're made so much better for it as you allow yourself to focus on where you're inspired to be without having to make a story around what that means about you, which I know is hard when you're branding your services, but it simply means I'm going to focus on launching this thing or this particular aspect, and I'm just not even going to worry about all the other things. Yeah. And Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Yeah. Even like yesterday, this exact thing, and being empowered with this knowledge and the choice, right, that I don't have to do anything. I get to do whatever I want. So I was sitting here and I had um, some photos to prep for the editor. I had some study I wanted to do. I had some other stuff. And I just did not want to do anything like photo related. I was just like, ugh. And actually, I don't want to be going through my photos, my like clients, beautiful branding images with that shitty energy, you know? So it's like, so instead I did some music stuff and then I got prepared for some other stuff and I was like, oh, this feels better. And then I went for a walk outside and then I was good. And, I, and then this morning I was ready for it, you know? And it's like, that is liberating. Not this, I've got to do this. And you know that, um, again, I keep coming back to like the conventional business coaches, but the eat the frog, you know, do the thing you hate most first in the morning. And it's like, I don't want to start my day doing something I hate. Like, yeah. And let's talk about that dynamic because I've seen it so much in terms of that masculine and feminine approach to business. And for a lot of masculine core beings, that information really jazzes them up. Like it's like, you know, they start chest bumping and they're like, yeah, get some. (laughs) And yeah, it makes the, it makes the energy expand they're like yes because they're the hunters they have that thing that they're seeking after and it's almost like they're very happy to sacrifice themselves in the process and be like I will become whoever I need to be to make this kill and that is the worst thing for women like or for feminine core beings our expansion comes from being from us knowing that our way of doing things is perfect it's going within and being like no I listen to myself I'm not doing market research to figure out who people need me to be in order to be successful I'm listening to my soul and so so many of us have tried to do that masculine way of doing business and it does not work. It does not work for feminine core beings. And it, yeah. it works for periods of time. Like there are times for me when I've become a bit more stagnant and I might go listen to Gary Vee and be like, oh yeah, like get in that energy. But that's for a very, that's a portion of my cycle. That's, you know, for a portion of my rhythm, that's not for the whole thing. And so I think that's why this yeah. conversation of honoring our energy is so important you know beyond just feminine and masculinity beyond human design but it's really knowing what works for us as individuals like what makes us feel more excited to show up in our life or what makes us feel contracted because we're shooting all over ourselves so many gems in there so many gems oh it's so good yeah yeah (laughs) just another day (laughs) (laughs) I love it um and you know what's funny is like one of my mentors I remember like he said you know you're not allowed to talk about this like it's very politically incorrect to even discuss oh women are different to men but it's like isn't that ridiculous like because women are trying to be like men but we are women for a reason women are absolute powerhouses and it's like when you tap into that that's the power but we're trying to do things because we're trying to compete with men but actually we're not even in the same race you know it's so interesting but it's like you're not allowed to say that you we're just as good as men of course we are this isn't an issue of value and worthiness this is an issue of like yeah exactly as you say listen to yourself trust yourself and like so when you when you're listening to yourself and your gut says 
um, I really need to smash out all those boring tasks that I've got on my list today. I'm just going to do it. And yeah, for me, it's Tony Robbins. I get all like, like in the state, you know, and then I just smash it and then I feel really good, but it's not day in, day out. This like doing a bunch of shit that I hate because I think that it's going to further me. Like that just does not feel good at all. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as women, we have yang phases in our cycle where we do have that masculine energy. You know, we're, we're whole human beings. We're, you know, we're human souls first, women second. So it's not like we don't have masculine energy. And there are times, even in these conversations where I can bring masculine energy through because I get so excited and there's so much power to this which obviously femininity has its own power um but there is no one sized fits all system for us and if you listeners had you know the privilege of seeing our beautiful faces in the video you would see how many repulsed faces I was making when you were saying that (laughs) I mean for one thing I take issue to there being anything that can't be spoken about because it's the human experience Mm -hmm. you know and I think what we we all need to live and die by our choices, you know, and we need to understand there are consequences to the things that we say. And I know, especially because I am a strong, powerful woman, I know that there are a lot of strong, powerful women that are very triggered by this idea of women being different. But guess what, honey, we are like, we are equal and no woman is the same. It's not like every woman has the same relationship with her feminine energy. You know, there are some women who are masculine core beings and that's great. But for me as a feminine core being, like I have seasons and cycles and for me, optimizing that and flowing with my nature rather than fighting it has yielded the greatest results. But most importantly, it's made me happy as shit. And it's made me feel like validated for being as I am, like outside of any success. It's made me feel okay as a human being. And so if, that whole hustle, grind, go, go, go thing makes you feel expanded, makes you feel good, then fucking fill your boots. But that's not the vibe for me. Like I tried that and what it came from was wanting to prove that I was good enough and wanting to prove that I can keep up with the boys and wanting to prove that I have just as much to offer this world. It didn't come from it genuinely feeling good to me. And so I think it's so important we question that because so many people in any industry, but in coaching, they come in with something to prove and it's to prove that they're good enough and to prove that they're worthy. And so it's just not required. Like, For feminine core beings, it should start from the place of I am willing, even if we don't know how to feel good exactly as we are, but to be like, I am committed to feeling good enough and help other people tap into that knowing too. It's not about like changing everything within ourselves because then unconsciously the message we are spending to or sending to everyone is if you change everything about yourself, then you can love yourself too. Like, no, let's leave that shit to men. Let's leave that to men. But the feminine essence, what we are here to bring into this world is the knowing that exactly as we are, we are enough. And regardless of how much more money you want to make or how much more friends you want to have or how much more sex you want to have, like there are things within our life now that can be enjoyed. And it starts with knowing that we are okay. You know, we have a unique design and it's okay to honor it. Um, So I know we've sort of gone quite far from where the conversation is 
That was so perfect though, like to segue back in. Yep, there's a design. Okay, cool. Tell us about human design. (laughs) Yeah. So human design is we it's it's called the human design experiment, essentially. You know, it's pretty new knowledge that has been brought through. Um, and it's something I think I heard about human design back in 2015 or 2016 and incrementally over the last few years I've started to integrate it more and more into my life um and but just learning about my design type like yourself gave me so much permission I was just like oh my gosh I felt so seen I felt so validated and that in itself was a gift but then really actually allowing ourselves to live out our design and live out our design without guilt which is a big thing like I've realized until very recently I've been living out my design for a long time but I still had a lot of stories around why maybe I don't know maybe why I wasn't supposed to have a certain amount of success because of it and all these stories that we have even when we're letting ourselves do the thing we're still depriving ourselves of some joy which is crazy um But so human design is essentially our energetic blueprint. It's how we as a human soul um, take in energy and how we sort of emit energy into the world. And so while most people know about the seven chakras, the idea is that back in about 1761 or something like that, um, we evolved into nine centered beings. So two of our centers actually became two different centers. And what this means is that we have different ways of operating and we have different ways of being open to conditioning. So say within those nine centers, our centers are either defined, which means that we have consistent energy that considered centers of strength, you know, so say like, you know, we have our head, we have our Ajna, which is like our third eye. We have our throat. We have our G center different from our G spot. Um, <laughs> We have our heart, we have our solar plexus, we have our spleen, we have our sacral, we have our root, whole lot of words, look up the charts. Um, But within each of those centers, they are either a center where we have our own consistent energy or they are open or undefined, which when you pull up your natal chart, you will see it as like a white chart, a a white center. And what that means is that that is a center of wisdom where we are open to information from our environment. Um, So it means that those are often really intuitive centers for us. We can pick up a lot of energy for those centers, but when we're unaware that we are open to receiving information in that area, a lot of people have a lot of conditioning in those areas. You know, say I'm pretty sure from memory, you have an open solar plexus, which is an open emotional center. And it's so important to understand that because a lot of people with open emotional centers sort of find themselves being like, why am I feeling this way? Like, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I was just hanging out with this person. I was happy. I was fine. And then all of a sudden I just felt horrible without realizing that you've taken on emotional energy from that person or from that environment. And so understanding where we have that receptivity is really important because it understands where we can let go you know, where we can simply give ourselves permission to be like, that's not mine. You know, it's taking away the 10 step system. We need to detoxify something and just being like, oh, actually that was never mine. I can let that go. Um, And so, I mean, obviously for emotions, it's not as easy because emotions need to be felt, you know, we just need to feel it and they let go, but it's so powerful when we understand that about ourselves. Um, And 
broader than that, there are five different energy types, which are kind of an umbrella terms for how we're designed to function. Um, and these five types, I think this is the first thing really to come to terms with in terms of ourselves. If you're sort of dabbling in the world of human design, just knowing your energy type is a really useful piece of information because it gives you something to run with. And then there are other few things like your open and closed centers, which are really useful and also our inner authority. Um, so I'll go through that stuff. Um, and I will just say, like I said, I've been in my human design experiment for a few years with my particular energy type. I am designed to master systems. So in my pursuit of wanting to know about this stuff, I've become my own form of expert. You know, I don't, I don't preach to be a human design expert, but in my years of being obsessed with this stuff, I have accidentally become one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just saying that as a means to be like, don't take my word as gospel. Always feel if this resonates and feels true within your system, leave anything that doesn't feel good to you, but it's also the shit. Yeah. Um, so most people, so up to 65, sort of 70% of people are generators and manifesting generators. And what characterizes a generator or a manifesting generator is that they have a defined spleen, uh, sorry, not defined spleen, a defined sacral, um, which means that you have consistent daily energy and a lot of people especially women don't always resonate with that at first when I'm like what do you mean I'm sort of designed to show up consistently every day like for one thing of course we're multifaceted human beings but the idea say behind being a generator we have consistent energy a lot of energy so say generators often describe themselves as active relaxers they are people that maybe don't like bedtime <laughs> it's not me I'm like Netflix three movies in a row let's go <laughs> And so like, say my mum's a, a generator and, you know, it could easily be said, oh, she doesn't have consistent energy because she loves to sleep in, but she also loves to be up till 3am and any time she's tried to put a bedtime on herself, she resists it because she has energy and it might not be energy to do stuff. You know, she might not always have a clean house, but she has this sort of energy that if she tries to force herself to go to sleep, it's just not happening. And yep. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, no, 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 I don't have consistent energy because they assume it means being eternally productive and having a spotless house. <laughs> but, you know, energy is energy. And sometimes we use that energy to be introspective. You know, we can use energy or to watch Netflix. You know, it's still something that requires us being conscious. Um, and a lot of people as well that don't resonate with having consistent energy it's because we're supposed to have consistent energy for things we actually enjoy doing. And so many people end up filling their time and energy with things that don't actually bring them joy and they're doing out of obligation. So obviously this can be both men and women, but I find women often, you know, we've been conditioned to please others and to put other people's needs first. So a lot of people are like, no, I don't have consistent energy because I feel heavy. And the reason why they feel heavy is because, you know, 80% of their day is filled up with things that they feel like they ought to do and they don't actually want to do. So many people are in jobs that don't bring them fulfillment or are saying yes to the requests of their mother-in-law because they feel like they have to or they said yes to that plan a few weeks ago and now they have to show up because they've got to and so they're filling their schedule with obligation and then they're like no I don't have consistent energy it's like but you would if you were doing what you love yeah oh I love that so much and like one of the things though just to backtrack like a little bit 
when you're saying I'm not an expert she is an expert you guys so like even just to break this down into what this looks like in real life just from learning these couple of things about myself the thing about solar plexus right and emotion and picking up on a lot of things yeah a hundred percent that is exactly what I'm like a sponge right so I have learned to be very deliberate about who I spend my time with where I go even like I remember being in San Francisco one day and freaking out and getting in a taxi and I was just like get me the hell out of here because there were legit like drug addicts on the street and it was just like I couldn't deal with it I just couldn't I was just like get me out now um and so but the thing that you're talking about with the defined sacral like trusting our gut right I feel like this is so important and we're not taught to do this because we're taught to think not to feel but so the thing with me like as a manifesting generator um is that if I if I'm starting to pick up on other people's emotions and stuff I can ask myself is this mine and I can trust whatever my gut throws back at me and nine times out of ten it's not mine you know so then I actually don't need to sit and feel it I know the things that work for me which is typically nature and so that's the thing like trusting gut instincts like I, oh, I just love this stuff so much because it's just so true exactly as you said like I I put up a TikTok I think a couple of weeks ago around not having to follow the nine to five thing like I do not you know we scheduled this at 11 a.m I don't book anything before 11 a.m because yeah. I'm not even there yet like I'm just yeah. I like to get up I have to start my day outside in nature I have to it's what recharges myself so it's like trusting my gut when it says nah that's more important right oh um, did anyone have a meltdown because they they had their session at one and not 9 a.m no would you rather have me be awake and present and like full of energy or you know it's like absolutely yeah, so awesome all that stuff you know like we already know this about ourselves but so often when we're our heads are so filled with how we should do things there's just so many stories people have wrapped around what they already know to do and it should be said from the outset like within human design there's something called our inner authority which is the part of us that should be making the big decisions zero percent of the population have their decision making as their mind no one should be making decisions with our mind. And yet that's how we've been taught to be, you know, writing our pros and cons list of being like, does this logically make sense? But how it always works is that we get a sense, we get a knowing, we get a hunch, we feel like doing something. And then we write the pros and cons list to validate the thing that we already know we want to do, but we're trying to justify why it's a good decision. So it's yeah. so important we know that. And for the people with the defined sacral, like Mon said, you know, you will have that gut knowing and it's, it feels different for every generator and manifesting generator, you know, so in terms of what's a correct decision for you or what's yours, what's not, when you're asking yourself something, for some people, it's a gut knowing, for some people, they might feel like a sense of expansion when they think about something, or they might feel a sense of contraction. You know, it's for every person it's different. They might get like, you know, butterflies and it might mean a good thing. It might mean a bad thing. You know, everyone's body is different. So it's so important. You take the time to understand your own vessel because it is sending you information. And if you want to get really good at asking effective questions for the sacral, it's better to ask like yes or no questions or this or that. It's like, is yeah. it that one? Is it this? Are we going left? Are we going right? Give it two options and it will guide you towards one. There's one that will feel more expansive and better for you. Um, 
so listen to that because that is your inner guidance system trying to bring you four decisions that are correct for you and if you go away from it that's fine we don't have to listen to our knowing but know that what you are doing then is you are learning lessons lessons that will give you wisdom but you don't we don't have to spend our whole life learning things the hard way if we don't want to yeah like yeah, we but we can we can choose to suffer and struggle if we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most human beings on this earth are choosing right now, and it's totally fine. Right. But if you actually want to thrive, and if you want things to get better and better and better, then you can actually start listening to yourself, um, and choosing the things that are right for you first time, not after you've tried a million other things and then decide, oh, I have no choice. I better start listening to myself. Yeah, I love this stuff, and like just to as well add on about. mind if you think how crazy that is that like the five percent of our mind that's actually at the conscious level we make decisions based on five percent that's only based on the past so if we make decisions from the mind we can only recreate what we've already created why would anyone want to do that like but it's just we don't question this right we don't talk about it we just follow the rules and tick the box and oh yeah you want the house and the job and the safety and it's like that's not how we're designed to be oh, i love this conversation okay so Question, which design are you? So I'm a projector. Okay. So we've, yeah, should we go into projectors? Because we've covered generators, manifesting generators. Yeah, I will just quickly um, add four manifesting generators. I mean, I've pretty much summed it up, but I do just want to give them a specific moment of love. Um, <laughs> honestly, who has a landline? This is real life, guys. This is real life. <laughs> So she's just trying to get the fun. But um, Michaela's at her mother-in-law's house. So has a, a landline because she's the cutest baby in the world who's being babysat right now. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> old people. <laughs> okay, cool. So what were you saying about manifesting generators? Something about moment of love. Yeah, I just felt like giving you a direct bit of attention and just reminding you that you have that consistent energy and you will be able to show up on the daily, but it's so important that you do listen to your inspiration, knowing that what you feel inspired to do one day might look different from another and to really trust what you feel compelled to do because manifesting generators are designed to be magnetic, but only when they're really listening to what lights them up. Yeah. It's just super, super important. And oftentimes, and say, for instance, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful within one particular area. You know, I can think of three manifesting generators off the top of my head who are wildly successful in coaching and they have like a particular avenue. You know, it's not like if you, if you know within your heart that there is something that you're super passionate about, you can still have that as your main thing. But I just often find they have different avenues within their business that it's like they usually always have merchandise <laughs> you know like there's always like a particular product they like to have they it's more of like a lifestyle brand like I see manifesting generators that get into business it seems to be more about having like a broader brand that's more of a lifestyle than just like one particular thing not like yeah. obviously within humans there are always special exceptions 
But so say for instance, within my partner, he knows that he wants to start his own business one day. And so the coaching behind that has been giving him permission to know that it doesn't need to look like one particular thing. It's okay if he wants to include a bit of this and a bit of that. And knowing that if he really does channel his energy into the things that inspire him right now, that it will get him where he wants to go. The fact that it's not like one clear vision doesn't matter because he's allowed to have so many strings to his bow. And that makes him a more whole complex person, not less. Um, so permission, permission to do your thing. Oh, it's so good. And that cracks me up because I'm working on merchandise right now. <laughs> Woo, many Jen. Um, but also that thing like, you know, we were talking about uh, niching before. And I, exactly as you just said, I, everyone was trying to put me into a box and I was like, you know what, my box was self-worth and off that comes all of these different things. And so that kind of, it makes, it makes it more easy, I guess, for my mind to understand as well that my mission is this, this is what I'm here to help people with, but then I get to do it in a bunch of different ways and it all kind of connects together, which is awesome. And I love what you just said. It does. It's like, it makes you a more complex person. You've got all these different skills and abilities and and I also want to comment on what you just said which was brilliant which is that it always takes you where you need to be when you follow your inspiration like I worked in mental health for five years I ended up my gut was just like quit and go and study photography and I was like excuse me but I did right and then but from there that was always like I was never one of those people who took my camera everywhere and was just like let's take photographs of everything I only took it to shoots because for me it was a tool it was a tool to connect with people it wasn't like I love taking photos of birds like I don't care like I, I would rather look at the bird in the moment you know um but like so it was never actually about photography it was about the tool it was about the impact I could create with it yeah. and, and you so, were to make them feel beautiful yes it's self-worth it's the moments of turning the camera around and people being able to see who they truly are because it comes through my eyes that and I was just like incredible that's where you literally change people's perceptions of themselves from the inside out amazing but that's where it turned on for me the whole thing of self-worth because when you've got thousands of people coming through the door with the same stories I'm not good enough I'm not good enough I'm not good enough I don't feel good enough I don't feel good enough I'm too this I'm too that and it's like holy shit everyone has the same story no one's talking about it and that's where that led me to this that's what what led me to wanting to create a podcast where we could actually say hey all of us feel this shit but no one talks about it oh my god it's part of the human experience you know and it's like I just love that that when you actually look back like I always quote Steve Jobs you know the whole you can't connect the dots looking forward but you look back and you think man my gut instinct of quitting my job and I was trying I was applying for jobs I got 70 rejection emails trying to leave that job and photography and I applied I got accepted the next day I got offered a job because it like I was always meant to go and study photography which was setting me off path and it's like it blows your mind when you look back at the perfection of how everything works out when you have the courage to trust it though that's the thing right <laughs> and seeing that life is protecting you from more disappointment like things that were only going to suck your soul you know and not in a good way not in a hot way you know like it's <laughs> so important that we do trust ourselves yeah so beautiful totally okay cool so are we ready to move on to the next types yeah let me tell you about me yeah so, 
<laughs> so I'm a projector and about 20 to 25 percent of the population are projectors it's the newest design type when we became nine-centered beings this is when we projectors came into the into the scene um, and projectors really are here to guide a new way of being we don't have that defined sacral so we don't have consistent energy so we are really here to make things easier and more efficient kind of for our own benefit because we don't have the energy to keep up with y'all that we're like can we just keep it simple please (laughs) and so our energy type is designed to see into the other so we are we're fascinated by people and I know that pretty much every human being relates because we're social learners so everyone's interested in people but we're just we're super fascinated and so as a result of that fascination we usually become experts in a particular thing um and but we have a specific energy that when people are ready for our wisdom it can unlock their lives however if people are not ready for it if people do not recognize our wisdom and do not invite us to share our wisdom it will never have the effect we want it so most of us projectors have learned what it's like to spend our life giving unsolicited advice, well-intentioned, well-intentioned. We can see into someone's life. We know what's happening. Um, But if they have not invited us to share that perspective, sorry, Mon, you got my (laughs) full download. But if they have not invited us to share that perspective, then it won't land, which which means that a lot of projectors end up getting frustrated and questioning their wisdom because they're like, but I saw that. I knew what was happening. But often what happens is because of the depth of our perception, we see into layers beyond which people are conscious. You know, so we see these dynamics that are unfolding, but people are still caught up in the dynamics and they don't see the truth of that. They're like, nah, that's not the vibe. So it's so important when you're a projector that you don't try and knock on closed doors. You know, it's so important that until people recognize your wisdom, you just go about learning your craft, those things that you're passionate about, those Google rabbit holes you want to go down. It's so important. You just give yourself permission to focus on the things that fascinate you and the things that you can't not want to explore. Because the more we focus on those areas of passion for us and we just share it without knocking on any particular doors but we share it with the people that are interested or we share it just for the, for the love of sharing it. Eventually people recognize and it feels so much better when you haven't knocked on their door in order for them to do it, but you just share it. Um, So yeah, we're, we're an interesting design type. um, And I love being a projector. It's super validating. A lot of us are very lazy people and it's an amazing quality. It's not lazy in a bad way, lazy in a fun way, in a sexy way. Um, (laughs) And it's so important that we give ourselves permission. Most projectors are designed to work in burst, you know, like optimize. It depends on the person and it depends on their level of openness. Say, for instance, four out of six of my family members are projectors. And I am the only one that lives like a projector in terms of giving myself permission to work less hours. Um, So my dad now at this point, he's living a lot more like a projector and he's healthier, but it's interesting that all of the projectors in my family that have tried to work full time and have tried to keep up with everyone else have chronic diseases. So say for instance, my dad at about 53 got diagnosed with type one diabetes, AKA he'd apparently had diabetes his whole life and not realized it. 
Um, and essentially he was burnt the fuck out. So he was hustling and grinding for years and years and years. My brother, who now has a bit more balance, but burning the midnight out out oil that's the that's that's how we use words and um, burning <laughs> oil developed these chronic stomach conditions his body basically started shutting down they still to this day have not found the cause and I'm like I fucking know you're a projector you're not supposed to be working that many hours yeah. um and then thinking with my sister you know unexplained infertility these things that happen when we're not giving ourselves permission to rest and this is important for any design type of course we're all human beings but there are so many projectors they say are the most prone to conditioning because we're very sensitive to how other people are doing things we see into other people so we're like oh that's the way I human that's how I should human um and so we really try and keep up with other people and we really really shouldn't Mm. wow you can see how the way that our society is built up would be not great for a projector and this whole thing of you're having to work really hard and a for ages and that um our worth are so that's what we're taught right what we own what we have and what other people think of us so what what will people think if I only work four hours a day but I feel like just listening to you speak, I keep saying the word potent, like, um, like your actual, your time and your energy when you're in that alignment is potent. You yeah. don't need to work for 10 hours a day when you could have massive impact in four hours. Why would you do that? Hey, exactly. <laughs> and I have so much energy in this conversation. Like I can feel it coursing through my body. Mm. It's just that it's okay to ride the waves of that. Um, and it's so important because, you know, beyond being a projector, we all have unique ways of working. So like you said, you know, you don't work before 11. And if you tried because you think that that's the way you ought to do it, you would not bring your potency and your magic when you do show up. So it's so important we listen to our unique rhythms because whether or not you've got a defined sacral or not, you still have a unique way of operating. And sure, some of it might come from childhood conditioning, but if you're happy with it, run with it and allow yourself to be like that it's so important like and also beyond the sacral the heart center is essentially our center of willpower where we can really be committed and devoted to things and over 70 percent of the population don't have a defined heart which means that the majority of us are literally not designed to stick to things <laughs> you know like, yeah. literally designed to try something and then be like that's not for me or it's too hard or whatever and of course if we are around people with the defined heart then we can take in that energy and with our open centers we take in the energy and we amplify it so there are times when we might be like no I'm super motivated I have so much willpower but it's okay that that doesn't last forever like I thought that like I had a massive story pretty much I've never kept the same job for more than a year and a half and I would burn out I would burn out and I was like I don't get this because you know I'm better than anyone else at this job you know like I, I love it and I can do it but I would just burn out like I remember in my last full-time corporate job my hair literally started to get thin you know like I was working with executive leaders and local government they were full days they were busy days um and I started thinning my hair at like 28 or something like I was just burned out I tried to be a probation officer full schedules massive week heavy pressure and I like my body was just like not 
my body was like, no. And like I said, 20 to 25% of the population are like this. And there are so many people that because they're trying to do the right thing and everyone's got full-time jobs or whatever, and they're trying to stick to it and they are systematically killing themselves. And I don't mean that, like, I don't say that lightly. I mean that they are systematically killing themselves they are subconsciously shutting down because why do they want to keep signing up for life if all life is is exhaustion they don't subconsciously they set their self-destruct timer and it's sad to say that but it's true like it's so important we honor our energy it's so important mm, yeah totally and just to, like to add on to that you know from the the unconscious perspective you are, our unconscious is there to keep us safe and to protect us. And so if you're constantly getting smashed and you're getting sick and your body is exhausted and your soul and your mind is exhausted, it doesn't, that's not safe. So of course, this is where things would happen. People would break bones or develop illnesses or whatever, because it's actually serving you, you know, but we wouldn't think of it like that. <laughs> I would yeah. imagine. I'd be interested. Are you, um, do you have an open solar plexus? No, I don't. Interesting. So I was just thinking about you because that sort of probation situation would be super intense like emotionally so so for me where I do you can imagine working in mental health with the top three percent of unwell people I totally burned out I drained it ruined my life I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating like I learned a lot in terms of you know yes empowering people but I could not detach like I'd get to the end of my day and I'd go home and I'd just be this drained, exhausted mess. I'd have all this other pe- all of other people's stuff on me. I couldn't stop thinking about them. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. And because I cared as well, like people like put so much pressure on me because I really showed up for my clients. Whereas a lot of people in mental health, let's be real, burned out 20 years ago and just stay and they shouldn't be there. Um, and so, yeah, like the weight of that was just insane. And I, I lasted four and a half years so and I just couldn't I just could not do it anymore so oh man I totally yeah this is so awesome (laughs) and that's when our superpowers really become our downfall you know like as in that superpower of empathy is so powerful and it's so important and the world needs it but it's so important that it doesn't become the thing that tears us down from the inside out you know like we need to be able to moderate our exposure to all those crazy emotions for our own sanity but also for the goods of the world you know because you have so many gifts to bring and if you burn yourself out then you don't have the chance for those to unfold which is a shame for all of us so it's so important that we understand you know what environments expand us and which ones make us feel heavy and especially as you are starting to experiment you know like we can get really good at putting up our own internal boundaries so when we're in the moment as soon as you know you feel those emotions you can release them straight away they don't that's the good thing about having the open center they don't need to stick to you because they're not yours so having this knowledge is its own defense mechanism against having other people's energy you know like I feel like open emotional centers were the people that coined the term energy vampires <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's just like this conversation seems so much about actually a trusting yourself b having the courage to trust your own instincts and yeah. like I also just want to chat about you know so many people and I bet you found this with your clients as well have this really limiting belief that it's selfish to look after yourself that everyone else comes first and it's it is it's so much conditioning and it took me a long time to shift that within myself as well to realize that actually 
um, me taking my mornings to journal, to walk, to be in nature, to meditate is part of the way that I serve people. Like exactly as you say, my intuition is my power. So you can, if I'm exhausted and burnt out, well, it's not really going to help me serve my clients, is it? Um, but it's like, we just don't do So many people don't do this. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I have to look after everyone else. And it's like, but you're operating at 15%. If you showed up for someone for five minutes at your full power, imagine how, how seen they would feel, how validated they would feel, what you could offer them. And like your energy alone is transformational. You know, like when we actually have genuine vital life force energy through, like running through us, our energy alone is transformational. It doesn't matter about the tools or the specific things we say. It's the vibe of us. And I I think as well, it's so important we understand where that pressure actually comes from, which is ourselves. And let's understand that, of course, we have so much conditioning within our subconscious, but the thoughts that are playing out within our own head are our own. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, they come from shitty conditioning in our environment, but at some point we need to take responsibility for the thoughts we are thinking and the pressure we are putting on ourselves because those are stories that are reverberating through our own head. And so one of the most important things is taking responsibility for the thoughts that we think, understanding that, I mean, for first and foremost, for the average person, it is revolutionary to realize I am not my thoughts, you know, that I am a human being having thoughts and no matter how real your thoughts seem. And, you know, if you're thinking about the worries you have or, oh no, but that person really will be mad at me, no matter how real it seems, it's a fucking thought and you're a human soul and you are more powerful than that thing. So it's so important. We understand that actually you have the capacity to release those thoughts that don't serve you. And if you are willing to be disciplined and releasing those thoughts that don't serve you, you are infinitely more powerful and you'll have an infinitely greater impact and not everyone will like it and you will trigger the shit out of some people and that's okay because part of our purpose here is to like we're all here to help consciousness evolve like we're all here to help human beings evolve and oftentimes it's not all that comfortable growth is not always an uncomfortable process like there is probably a time when that caterpillar is in the cocoon and it is being dissolved by acid and it's saying this fucking sucks like I hate this right now you know it's like not all of both is comfortable but it all serves a purpose for the greater good um so it's so important we understand that and I do just feel like saying one more thing on that before I give some love to the manifestors and reflectors is that I think so often it's easy to justify self-care in terms of what we will then give later. It's like, oh no, I'll take care of myself because then I can give later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we 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 coax our way into taking care of ourselves on the proviso that it's okay because later on we'll take care of people even better, which is is totally true. And it's we can't not want to do that. We're here to to like co-create this new reality together. We're doing this together. We love people. We want to help them. But like your parents decided to have you. Like you don't owe anyone shit. Like my son is not here to please other people. I decided to have him. He didn't have to sign some petition in order to earn his seat at the table. I chose to have him. He doesn't have to prove shit to anyone. If all he does in his life is love his life, that's allowed. He doesn't have to serve people to prove that he's worthy of having a human existence. Like you can love your life for yourself and know that when you do that as a mere byproduct of you loving your life, great things will happen. 
you know, we're all interconnected. So when you love your life, you are literally seeping good vibes into the collective human. However, you don't have to put your needs first just so you can look after other people. Like your parents chose to have you, life chose to have you. You woke up here. You don't have anything to prove, especially to anyone else. So, you know, fill your own cup first because you can. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes, such a good clarification. Because even like listening to that, that thing of if we are only looking after ourselves or taking whatever, and it's like, it's so unconventional to say, but to go watch movies on a Wednesday, for example, I legit go to the movies during the week when there's no one there. I love it. But like most people would be like, what, you should be at work. No, I'll work when I feel, I'll work at 10 o'clock at night, whatever. Or I won't work that day. It doesn't matter. But I love that because if we are coming from that space of, I'll fill up my cup, therefore, it's like, so I can help someone else. It's coming from lack, isn't it? It's coming from, I am not worthy. I have to earn it still. I have to earn my worth, which is not cool. (laughs) You know, it's like, what are you working for? Like, when we're like, oh no, I have to work. But it's like, but why? You know, like, for who? Like, and (laughs) once again, it comes back to, uh, sure, other people's expectations, but the expectations we've internalized and we play on repeat in our head. So it's like, I'm not just here to work and work and work for the sake of working. Like, and of course this is me as a projector saying this, but it's like our productivity (laughs) does not determine our worth. Like if you, if, if someone were born and they had no physical capacity to move, to do anything, bless their soul. They spent their whole life, not talking in a wheelchair just existing does that person not deserve to feel good you know they're not contributing if anything they're asking for other people to care so because that person's not contributing does that mean that they don't deserve to feel good that all of a sudden they have to prove something like fuck no fuck no and like give ourselves some credit like we don't just we're not just here to hustle and grind to earn our seat at the table life chose us we don't have shit to prove yeah I love that. Oh, that and that's such see potent. The word potent is coming through loud and clear. But that thing of when people say, oh, I've got to work, I have to do this, I have to, not I get to. I have to do this, I have to work. But why? Oh, like how good is that? And because the answer to that, most people don't want to deal with. That would be the reality. That oh, because I the the truth is for most people, and this is what I do with my clients, like literally everyone, you find out very quickly what their external thing is like that I'm worthy when I've done this when I'm a better mom when I have that money once I'm married once I have that business once I have that job when I get that promotion and so it's like when you can pull it back into ourselves that's the power right but that also requires reflection and fucking very uncomfortable like situations to process like actually I'm I'm working heaps because um my dad didn't believe in me when I was a little kid and so I'm still striving for his approval like oh but man I just want to um round of applause for anyone and for everyone who sits in those situations and, and owns it and says okay cool that's actually what's going on now I can change it now I can choose again like the courage it's so awesome and that's where you can literally create the life that you want not the life that someone else told you to have right yeah, it's so <laughs> badass to be willing to create a plot twist in your own life like it's <laughs> so badass to be like no we're doing the third act twist it's happening (laughs) but it's so necessary because the alternative is that we keep slowly imploding Mm -hmm. and we keep 
like things don't get better by doing the same things that have brought us misery. They slowly degenerate and it gets worse. And so it's like, well, it's going to be really uncomfortable and painful at the end of our lives when we have so many regrets and it's painful to change now. But on the other side of this discomfort is so much joy and so much self-expression and so many people that fucking dig us. It's like, so which, which pain are we going to choose? The band-aid we rip off now or the disease that slowly kills us? <laughs> Things took a slightly yeah. morbid turn yeah, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know we got very dark there for a second. <laughs> okay, so we set the intention to finish at 12, which was five minutes ago, and I suspected this was going to be awesome. So um, shall we continue on to the next one? <laughs> Just yeah. go rapid fire. I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so the last two types, um, the last type is, or the last two types is manifestors. So it counts for about 12, 13% of the population, something like that. And they were the people way back when that were the leaders, like before projectors came onto the scene, they are, or they still are, they're designed to activate people. They're designed to kickstart people. They've got these wild ideas and they're like, okay, now generators, you go and do it. You know, like they, they have these ideas, but often for manifestors, they often have a little, like all types have a particular wound like say for the manifesting generators it's the I need to just pick one thing like I have to stick with this one thing for projectors you know it's like that you know often we have a laziness wound of not wanting to do the same things everyone else does for manifestors they often don't like to see things through you know they have the idea and the energy to start things but they are not there designed to close off the project they have these bursts of inspiration these areas they want to head And then it kind of takes them somewhere else. And so either someone else needs to wrap up that project or it just doesn't get finished in general. And they need to be okay with that because they too have that open sacral and they're designed to work in bursts. They have these sort of urges to be creative and then the urge leaves and then it's one o'clock on a Wednesday and they're leaving the office, (laughs) you know, and it's like, everyone's like, aren't you staying here till five? Um, And so for manifestors with their particular energy, because they are here to activate, they can be so inspiring for some people and it can really kick them into gear or it can utterly repel people. So for some people, when, you know, the manifesto starts activating their environment, they just close off and they're like, nah, I just don't like that person. I don't know what it is, but they just frustrate me. Um, And so every specific design type has a not self theme, which means as in, if I'm not living by my design, then I'll feel this way. And for the manifester, it's frustration. Um, Actually, no, sorry, not frustration. That's for manifesting generators and generators. The not self theme of um, the manifester is anger. So and you especially see this in women because women we have such a complex relationship with our anger we so often mask it in sadness and we don't feel safe to feel it but yeah if if they're not living by their design they get angry and I've seen this with a couple of manifestors that I know and it's super but it's liberating for them to realize like oh I'm not just being an emotional angry woman like this is actually what happens when I feel like I'm putting pressure on myself to follow things through. I'm putting pressure on myself to work like other people. Um, So super potent energy Mm. as well. Um, And the final type are reflectors, which account for less than 1% of the population. And they are people that have completely open energy centers. Um, So they have no no definition in their charts. Um, so in, in traditional times, they're kind of almost like 
the village mystics, just the people that are really tapped into the collective and real, like it, they're kind of like, you know, like a pulse test, like they, how, how healthy the reflector is in the group is completely like completely demonstrates how healthy the group is because they take on everything. And so reflectors that are really in their power, often they, they're just really mindful of their energy. So they're very selective with their friends. Um, they eat really healthy foods because they can have so much energy when they take it on from other people, but it's so important that they regularly cleanse. And so reflectors are often like, they're sort of considered the unicorns. Like people often think that they're really magnetic and on some, you know, sort of narcissistic way, it's because they're reflecting us back to them. And we're like, I really like that person. There's just something about her. It's like, yeah, cause she's reflecting your vibe back at you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, with reflectors, they're kind of like the shapeshifters. So you will not necessarily pick a reflector because they might just be demonstrating a lot of their conditioning. So because they have all that openness, like our centers that are open are our centers where we usually have the most conditioning. So they might be like the mirror image of their parents or their siblings or their group of friends. And when they understand that, they are free to be who ever they want to be like whoever they want to be it can change and when they know that they are so reflected uh, affected by their environments they can choose their environments so that at any given time it really serves them um so they're a super interesting type and for them when it comes to decision making they're supposed to wait a lunar cycle so if they have a crazy big idea they just need to wait for a month like just let it settle and then tell them what to do which yeah. is pretty wild. That is, that makes me so uncomfortable, but that's me with my defined sacral where it's like, I get an idea. Yeah, it's good. Let's go. Let's go troops. <laughs> like right now, let's action it today, the second. Wow. Is there, um, is there someone like fame or famous or like well-known who we would know who's, is that last type a reflector? I do know one and I don't really know anything about this, a- this actress but randomly Sandra Bullock is a reflector really she can take on stuff like that would totally make sense that would be the perfect job yeah yeah as an actress totally Sandra Bullock wow okay interesting yeah I just because she's not really in the spot well I don't I don't stick up with tabloids or anything so I have no idea what she's actually like as a person I know she adopted a baby. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Keanu Reeves likes her and I love him. So that's a, that's a tick. (laughs) In in reality, you know, she did an amazing transformation. so. (laughs) So true. Okay. Wow. 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 Um, what I'll do for everyone listening as well is put a link in the comments so everyone can go and find out their type. <laughs> yes, do it. You need It's like astrology in that you need to know your birth time. Um, as specific as you can be, the better. Um, but it's we have just scratched a tiny, tiny fraction. It is a rabbit hole. But even just this one piece of information with human design, like I said, it's an experiment. You really need to see how it works for you. Um, but information is amazing but don't get satisfied by the information because it's so satisfying it is so satisfying to learn this stuff 
the thing to do is to integrate it and apply it to your life so that it makes your life better. Do not let intellectual knowledge satisfy your quench for more because like if you actually take this, it will transform your life. It's just one tool, like don't give it your power. But if you are really willing to give yourself permission to honor how you best operate, like everything will change. So do not be satisfied by the intellectual knowledge. Actually apply the shit, no matter how uncomfortable or how many difficult conversations you have to have with people that expect you to act how you used to act out of obligation. Yeah, I love that so much. And like that, you know, this the theme of this whole conversation has been courage. Like, because it does. I mean, you know, to actually break... Well, for one, to all like, to be self-aware takes courage. To sit and go, holy shit, I've been living someone else's belief. And that was my choice, actually. Like, that's uncomfortable. But as I always say to people, compassion. Be compassionate. It's amazing that we're even sitting in these revelations. Like, it's amazing. But yeah, I totally get that. But, um, and I, I, I know as well from learning this about myself and then starting to actually apply it to my life. Like, you know, the things that come up, just the conditioned responses that come up and you're like what like when I put up this this TikTok thing about not having to like do the nine to five and all that stuff I posted it and then I immediately thought oh my gosh I should take it down because people are going to judge me people are going to think I'm lazy and I was like no I'm not taking it down like this is the this is me and my power it's like us having this conversation gives permission to other people that you don't have to do no no one's happy so very few people are actually doing what makes them happy like why would we follow that why would we copy the way that our society is when most like we actually look at and we could so go into three different podcasts here eh? but that's the thing that I always look at the the state of our mental health and our happiness and that's what most people are in you know bad health in every sense and no happiness and no sense of purpose or community or connection all these things and worthiness most people don't feel worthy so why would we copy people that don't feel worthy and don't feel happy (laughs) we can't take people's responses at face value like I think it's always important to be reflective and be like you know and 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 to own up for for you know the consequences of our actions I think it's important to, to do that and at the same time we can't take people's responses at face value because very often we're just triggering the shit out of them and it's great because in hindsight we've made them realize like oh why I'm triggered and why I'm trying to make that person wrong and shut that person down is because I'm so jealous that they have that that they're not working their nine-to-five because I have a very strong story as to why I have to work a nine-to-five yeah. and so in being triggered it's giving them the opportunity to realize the only only reason why they're triggered is because they too are meant to be doing something that lights them up and so while on face value our mind wants to protect us from triggering other people we are here to do that and so sometimes in sharing our truth it's going to trigger the fuck out of some people and very often they will come back and thank us later and but you might never never know you might never know how someone's anger then turned into something really really beautiful so it's so important you don't take responsibility for someone else's process especially when it's them overcoming all that conditioning which is a process and it is hard and it's so much easier to just blame someone else for making you feel some type of way but no one can make us feel anything unless we already have that belief within us yeah I love that I love that projection right and we all do it and that's the thing to I've been there so many times when I've had to be like oh my god I just totally judged that person because it triggered 
a feeling of not being worthy in me and you're like oh but then you have the power to change it that's the cool thing but I, I love that and especially um yeah having these sorts of conversations like we are going to trigger people and they're going to project their stuff on us but it's like we can choose to not take it on and we can also become very aware of where it's them and where it's us and I think that's one of the biggest things right is to not like I read oh this is so funny this morning I read this thing and I saved it and this is why I was like why am I saving this I knew I was going to need it <laughs> so TikTok right my latest vice every now and then I jump on there for like 10 hours at a time no just kidding um but really cool she's a lot about like mental health and stuff like that he put this video up this morning and I was just like oh and I screenshotted the text that came with it which said the worst part about being lied to is knowing you weren't worth the truth and I was just like whoa that is so gross like so someone else has behaved badly and you're making it about your worth and you're encouraging others to think the same and it's like that's projection my friend that's their shit don't take it on but I was just like, that is so, that is not good. Like that is not yeah. empowering. And I don't want anyone to think that so much that I'm bringing it up now. And also I'll be making some stories about it later. Cause I was like, well, these people, thousands of people liking this. And it's like, no, this is the problem. Their shit is not about you. Yeah. <laughs> but because they already believe it, it feels so true when they hear it and they're like, oh, I'm going to like that video. I'm going to share it with my friends because it's true to me. Yeah. And it is true to them, but it's yeah. a shame because it's not the truth of their worthiness. It's just the truth of what they've been believing. Yes, the truth of their story. Oh, honestly, we're going to have to come back into another podcast. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk forever and ever and ever. Amen. Yeah, the next one will probably be around something to do with worthiness, I reckon, because this is just oh, fed so perfectly you. into that. I have loved this. This has gone so fast. It's like we've been talking for like an hour and 15 minutes, just like that. I'm like, oh, it's been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. So fun. Sharing your wisdom. I'm, yeah, this is such an awesome conversation. I'd love to have you come back for more, many, many more. Yay, I would love to. Give me a regular guest spot. I'll be there. <laughs> Totes. I reckon we should do like one a month. Seriously. That would be fun. Well, let's talk about this off the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'll post links for you in the comments. So everyone go follow her. She's just like this on, in, you know, real time, online all the time. Amazing. I'm so excited. So grateful for your time. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> Love you lots. And I'll, um, I'm going to message you right now and we'll make a plan anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll see you soon. Are you actually saying goodbye to me or just ending the recording? Okay. <laughs> this is so, this is real life, guys. I'm ending the recording, okay? And then, so I'm saying bye to everyone listening and we'll continue talking. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your aha moments. Please share on your stories and tag me so I can celebrate with you. And be sure to connect with me online. I'm on Instagram at mon3.0 and find me on YouTube by searching Monica Ferguson. Have an amazing week and remember that you are so inherently worthy. You are so loved and you belong. All my love guys. See you soon.